Welcome to the 29th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host, and not a hypothetical guy, but a real boy, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, Adrian? General Kenobi, I am a real boy. Thank you for noticing. Oh, you're welcome. That's what I do. I, I pre- uh, Yeah, I appreciate that. I am well. How are you, my friend? Uh, you know, life. Life is a... Life is a funny thing right now. So that's all. I'm not going to elaborate. Oh, okay, I was waiting. I, I looked pensively into the into the distance as I said that. You can't see me because this is not a video podcast because we're not some kind of amateurs. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know this lockdown. It uh, takes a toll. It takes a toll. It's just getting worse out there. And uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I think we should move on to sunnier topics. What do you think? Sounds good. I ordered hot sauce off Amazon the other day. Okay. Um, so it is. So I ordered. Okay. Uh, bear with me. I'm gonna, this is going to be a quick story. You ever been to a Nando's? Yeah, I love Nando's. Great, great place. Love it. That's mm. that's cool. I've never been. Anyways, I was looking on Amazon.com, and I don't know why. Three days ago. Okay. Bright and early. It was the yeah. morning. I woke up. My lover's uh, sleeping next to me. She's just sleeping. She wakes up and she says, "Nando's." Real quick. No, 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 no. She, that did that did not happen. Oh, I thought you had a dream. Nope. Uh, however, I must have dreamt about hot sauce because the first thing I did is I grabbed my phone. I did not look at any notifications. What I did was I opened Amazon and I just searched hot sauce. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, you can obviously order hot sauce off Amazon. You can fucking order anything off Amazon. It's great. Pretty much. So I start scrolling through it, and, I, and then I see this four-pack of hot sauce is $35, and it's like Nando's hot sauce. And I was like, I've never been to a Nando's. That place seems great. You've, uh, you've, you've, you've just shown enthusiasm towards it, so I guess, uh, I guess my assumption is correct. I like it a lot. Like, honestly, it's pretty great. There was one in Kitchener, but it closed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like I, I was on the road a lot last year for work, and so I went to Nando's again after many years of not being at uh, – at Nando's, not being at Nando's, not going to a Nando's. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised as to how great it is. But anyways, I digress. So I look on this uh, on this Amazon website that I'm sure you've heard of, and, and there's this four-pack of Nando's hot sauce. And I was like, okay, cool. This is interesting. 35 bucks, you know, a little bit pricey, but fuck it. I just want to try some hot sauces that I can order off the internet. And then I buy this four-pack of – they have like multiple four-packs. And the four-pack I order – is just regular Nando's hot sauce, regular Nando's medium sauce, a lemon, herb, and garlic extra mild sauce, and a garlic medium sauce. Right. And I was like, that seems like a good combination of flavors. I'm like, I'm down to try this. Fantastic. I order it. Comes in two days later, as it does for Amazon Prime two-day shipping. We're not sponsored by Amazon. However, we are on Amazon Podcasts as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Podcast. <laughs> Google Podcasts as well. We're also on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and we launch episodes every Monday. Wow. And- That's good. And, but we are sponsored also by Nando's. 
I just heard <laughs> just say that. No, I'm just joking. We're not sponsored by Nando's. Nando's, by the way, just for context, I don't know if is Nando's in the United States as well, because I just want to give a little bit of context. Context. It's a Portuguese chicken restaurant that's very fast food esque, but uh, I think it's got a, a higher quality than your average, you know, KFC as an example. If, just in case you don't know what Nando's is, listener. I'll- I'll be honest, I didn't even know what Nando's was. I've just heard of it, and I know that they sold chicken. Oh, okay. I thought it was a British place, because people say, like, Cheeky Nando's. What? I don't know. I live with a Scottish dude, and he says Cheeky Nando's. I think that's unrelated. I think it's just a coincidence that people say Cheeky Nando's, and this is a... Yeah, I don't think that's... Well, you learn a new thing every day. Anyways, so I order that four-pack of hot sauce. I get it delivered two days later, and I open up the packaging. And fantastic. So I open it. Uh, there's a lemon garlic herb, um, hot extra mild sauce. There, there's the medium sauce. There's the medium garlic. But alas, the hot sauce, the main reason why I ordered it, did not come in. And what I got instead, Simon, bear with me, is a lemon coconut medium sauce. Now, you oh. might be thinking, wow, that sounds pretty good. Maybe. Sure. Well, I didn't think that. I don't like fucking coconut. I just don't like coconut. I don't like coconut flavor. I don't like bounty bars. I don't like. I, I don't. I don't like macaroons. Coconut. Macaroons. Fuck macaroons. I hate macaroons. They're great with a little chocolate, dark chocolate. Come on. I just told you I don't like coconut. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, so I open that and I'm like, ah, damn. I'm not going to try this one. So I set that aside. Anyways, I'm at work now. Two days later. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of chilling. Maybe three. I don't know the timeline. doesn't matter about the timeline. I think I just contradicted myself. doesn't matter what the timeline is. Anyways, I'm at work and I'm like, man, I really want some chicken wings, you know, uh, to try out these Nando's sauces. So I text my family. I'm like, Hey, can you pull out chicken wings? Cause I want to cook chicken wings tomorrow. And lo and behold, I got a text back and it's like, we actually are cooking chicken wings right now. I was like, fantastic. This is amazing. What are the what chances? I know, I know, it's crazy, it's crazy. So I come home from work tonight, and I get myself a plate of these chicken wings, oven baked, you know, basic, just just a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper on these chicken wings that were baked. However, they're quite crispy. So I take them out, and I try three of four hot sauces. I guess okay. medium and extra mild sauces. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sauce one I try is the garlic medium, and uh, to my surprise, this is very delicious. I'm like, wow, this is very delicious. I exclaimed to myself in my bedroom next to my dog, and uh, I, I really enjoy it. You know, I'm like, wow, this is good. Next up, just the regular medium sauce. I'm like, okay, yeah, this one's all right. Nothing amazing. It's not bad. It's not. It's not the best medium sauce I've ever had. I've had better medium sauces. This is sounding a little bit like the story of Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Is it? Isn't it reversed bit. though? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out based on the ending of the story. Continue. And then I try the extra mild garlic lemon herb one, which to my surprise is the worst out of the three. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. Uh, Because I thought that that was the one I was going to like the most. Not that it's bad. It's not like, I don't want any of this shit. But I I was a little bit like, ah, damn, that's kind of underwhelming. Hmm. And And I realize maybe I'm just in the mood for hot sauce. And that's the end of my story. Oh, so it was the reverse story. Wait, did you try the coconut one? No. Oh, I thought you were going to say you tried the... What was the point of even talking about the coconut one if you weren't going to say you tried it and you liked it or or, or you thought it was... What was the point of this? Be- to, to let you know that I never got the hot sauce that I, I wanted in the first place. Oh, I and- see. The Amazon messed up the order. Yeah. I see. 
Uh, just to give a little background on Nando's, um, it's actually a South African restaurant chain that specializes in Portuguese African food. It was uh, initially founded in Johannesburg in 1987, just so you're aware. And there are locations in, in the United States. So if you are listening from the United States, which actually, believe it or not, most of our listeners are not from the United States. Um, yeah, that's uh, it is actually in Canada, the United States, and all over the world, which is pretty cool. You should try Nando's, Adrian. It's pretty great. Perry Perry chicken. That sounds good. Whatever that is, that sounds good. It's pretty good. They they actually do like a interestingly one of the side dishes is a uh, like a roasted corn on the cob. Mm. They barbecue barbecue the corn on the cob. Pretty great. Pretty great. Worth uh, worth checking out. And we are not sponsored by Nando's. Just so just so we're clear, I was I was joking earlier. We were not yeah. sponsored by Nando's. Anyways, yeah, that's a that's a cool story. I suppose I feel like it is anticlimactic, but you know, nonetheless, thanks for thanks for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's get into some some uh, show corrections. I actually don't have many show, show corrections for last week, but I see that you noted down some here in in our copy of the the episode. So what uh, what did you get wrong last week, Adrian? Well, Simon, believe it or not, I do occasionally get things wrong, and last week I got a couple of things wrong. <gasps> uh, yeah, I know, gasp indeed, gasp indeed, my friend. Uh, but the most notable thing uh, last week that I talked about was probably Attack on Titan, how much I'm enjoying that show. And I mentioned how the seasons are a little bit off, like, you know, the first season's longer than like season two and three by a large margin, which isn't entirely wrong, but I I, I listed the episode, uh, sorry, the uh, episode count for each season. And I was indeed off about that. So currently season one, uh, this is from Funimation, by the way, that's the app I'm using to watch the show. Uh, fun, uh, season one is uh, ep- the first 25 episodes. So all the way from episode one to episode 25, that is season one. Now within that season, there are mar- multiple ox. Oh my God. Multiple awk or are oh my god, I'm having a fucking stroke. Oh, Mar- awkward <laughs> moments, auxiliary Mul- cords. I'm say trying to, I'm trying to say multiple arcs. Oh, okay, multiple arcs. That was like, I literally thought I was having a stroke there for a moment. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Me, three, anyways. So, season one, so episodes one to 25, and then season two is episodes uh 26 to 37 so i think last week i said that it's like seven episodes or something like that it's 12 so it's a little bit longer and then season three is uh the exact same uh 38 to 59 eps- no that's wrong that's that's way more episodes fuck i can't count <laughs> anyway season three is is episodes 38 to 59 um yeah cool yeah. all right then yeah, so that, that that's that for Attack on Titan. Season four is currently airing. I don't know. Sorry, how what did you say last week that made this different? I said like season two is like seven episodes and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I like remember. random numbers. So I just wanted to clarify a bit. Gotcha. Uh, and then finally, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I mentioned a movie that was coming out last week called Locked Down, uh, which is an HBO Max uh, original. For us Canadians, that movie is actually on Crave. So it did actually release on Crave. Uh, oh, I don't know interesting. It, yeah, I don't know if it was same day, but it's on it today. I got the notif- notification for that movie today, so I don't know if it released on the 14th, uh, which was when it released on HBO Max. But uh, by the way, we're recording this on a Saturday, which is the 16th of January. But yeah, uh, I should mention, actually, Lockdown, I don't think, was one of the 17 movies that were supposed to, you know, the headliner movies that were supposed to launch on HBO Max and theatrically at the same time. I think this is just an HBO Max original, kind of like the hit movie that uh, 
I mean, use your favorite movie, American Pickle, in which it was just launched specifically on HBO Max and then on Crave because it was an HBO Max original. You know what I'm talking about? You know what? American Pickle is a better movie than Ready Player One. I'll stand by that because Ready Player One fucking sucks. You know what? I'll take that win. I'll take that win. It's okay. It's okay. You're admitting American Pickle is better than other movies. I'm okay with that. But um, but yeah, that, the idea, I think, I think, if I recall correctly, again, Lockdown is not a HBO Max movie that's one of the 17 big hit movies like Dune and Suicide Squad and those movies. But yeah, it's kind of cool. Do you want to watch Lockdown? Did you watch the trailer for it? No, I did not watch the trailer for it. It doesn't look bad, and it's got some pretty good actors in it, like Anne Hathaway and uh, Chiwetel uh, Ejiofor. So it looks like it's could be great. I don't know. Could be, but is it? I don't know. That's actually a good question. Yeah, let's check it. I'm going to check it right now on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is the end-all, be-all for movies, but usually it's fairly accurate to a certain extent, unless you're talking about Batman v Superman. And uh, Oh, no, it's a, oop, it's a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry. I don't know. I'm sure ooh. you've heard that, Dave. That's not too great. Yeah, I did hear that uh, unprofessional ding in the background. Yes, I did. So, yeah, 45% uh, tomato score by critics and 46% audience score. So I guess most people agree this isn't great. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Let's skip that one. Oh, I was going to skip it regardless. Oh, okay then. Yeah. All right. For further clarifications, let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And longtime listener, Kenneth Stadelbauer, wrote into us once again, and he said, fellow inmates, I do not forgive you. If Adrian had not callously fired Jimmy prior to the ending of your vlog, he could have used him as a comedy writer for split focus. Okay, let's let's do a brief aside here. What uh, what Kenneth is not forgiving you here for, Adrian, is the fact that your uh, comedic genius wasn't present last episode, and uh, he thinks that we shouldn't uh, have fired Jimmy. This is a very inside baseball joke to our podcast history because we literally had a guy in the background named Jimmy who, uh, you know, who ran the audio for our podcast, and uh, we fired him, unfortunately. So anyway, do you have anything to say about that, Adrian? Do you, do, you, do you forgive Ken for not forgiving you for the bad comedy you had last episode? You know what? I do forgive Ken for not forgiving me because I love him and love conquers all. However, Jimmy wrote no, none of these previous episodes, and I've been hilarious every single episode but last episode. So I don't know. What, I don't know. Just because I have one off day does not mean I should pay this Jimmy character during a lockdown period where many people are struggling. And I'm sorry that you're struggling, people. Okay, that got strangely dark. All right, let's move on. Marvel Legends was a tad disappointing, Kenneth says. I expected quote-unquote showcasing characters meant talking about their comic origins and how they fit into the MCU, not just clips from movies. Some fans were confused because Marvel Legends is a prestige line of figures by Diamond Select. This is very inside again. I'm assuming he's talking about action figures here. They were expecting a toy tie-in to the movies or a history of the figures. The Disney Plus series What If may indeed be the mixed style animated show Mr. Pinter was thinking of last episode. Shout out to Adrian for giving up his life of piracy. The eye patch wasn't very flattering, and the East India Trading Company is not very forgiving, especially after that fiasco with Davy Jones. And lastly here, he mentions, I should mention that I'm impressed that Adrian was into water polo. I tried to get into it, but after drowning two horses during tryouts, my parents didn't let me continue. <laughs> That's silly. Signed, your number one fan, Kenneth 
and he's got a quote here. Comedy is acting out optimism. A quote by Robin Williams. Okay. Okay. This is that's a, a really good quote. Honestly, I realize that's why I'm hilarious because of how optimistic I am. All right, then. Um, yeah, yeah. So last episode, just to reference this email further, we talked about how Marvel Legends was, well, at least you thought it was pretty disappointing because you thought it was something else. And uh, Kenneth seems to be thinking the same thing. Marvel Legends is a Disney Plus TV series. It seems to give a recap uh, about the background of certain characters. The first two episodes that they launched for Marvel Legends was, were specifically about Wanda uh, Maximoff and uh, Vision, aka Jarvis. And so that is basically, there were seven minutes like maximum, those episodes. And, uh, and I think you thought that the What If series was kind of the same thing as Marvel Legends or, or something or other like that. And then and Kenneth is rest, uh, referencing here, like, I didn't even realize there was a, an action figure line called Marvel Legends, but all right, that's something else, I suppose. Yeah, interesting. Anything to add on this, Adrian? Uh, no, not really. I swear to God, there was a series that it was announced. I, I, I must have dreamt it. I genuinely must have dreamt it because I remember, I remember specifically there being something announced like, oh, these are going to be short stories with different animation styles from a bunch of different creators. But maybe it is what if, maybe it is. But I thought what if is just going to be the same art style for everyone. I don't know, man. I don't know. I like, it was just something I was so certain of. And for whatever reason, I'm not certain of it anymore. Well, I'm sorry, but that's how the cookie crumbles. Oh, dude, I made cookies this week. I made cookies. Okay. Were they particularly good? Yeah, it was just Pillsbury. That's it? That's all you have to say about that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Thank you for sharing. Great story. Uh, what, what's, uh, what have you been watching this week, Adrian? Well, Simon, I've been watching a couple of things. Hey, are you going to tell me what they are? Yes. Believe it or not, I am. So I am continuing to watch Attack on Titan. I am now halfway through season three. And by golly gee, this show is so freaking good. I, I I can't recommend this enough. I dived into it too long last week. But honestly, man, this, this show is fantastic. I, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with the cast of characters. I'm in love with the story beats. It keeps on surprising me every episode. And it is a show that makes me feel heartbroken more often than not. It wipes away all hope every time there's a glimmer of it. It's uh, it's really great. I, I really recommend it. I really like it. I really, 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 really like this show. I, I can't recommend it enough. Cool, but man. again, I'm not going to dive too deep into that. However, before I go on to what I know we both watched, I assume, because we talked about this last week. Did you ever finish Queen's Gambit? Another show? I didn't. Oh. I did not. The Queen's Gambit Netflix show about chess. That's ridiculous. That show's amazing as well. That show's like 10 out of 10. I don't understand. Like, did you not like it? Did you, like, how many episodes did you watch? I watched one episode. <gasps> and you didn't like it? So, what? no, I did not like it, but I was watching it with my girlfriend and she didn't really like the first episode. And so now I must go off on my own, on my own journey through Queen's Gambit and watch it on my own. Oh. Well, what's holding you back? Why haven't you watched it on your own yet? Like, are, are you because just because my watching? show that I was watching on my own was raised by wolves? Oh, are you we done carve it? Out we carve out time, you know, while we're eating to watch certain shows, and and now we just keep watching Shit's Creek uh, all the way through. It seems I've been like asking her, like, please find a one-hour drama so we can also watch that when we have more time. But she doesn't. 
she doesn't uh, hasn't come up with one. The reason why she's got to choose is because she didn't like Queen's Gambit. And I thought the first episode was brilliant, but uh, she doesn't want to watch it. So I'm forcing her to choose the next show that we watch together. And in the meantime, I'm going to finish Raised by, by Wolves, which I did not finish. I watched one other episode. I think I'm on episode seven, I think, if I recall. Which, by the way, Raised by Wolves, HBO Max show produced by Ridley Scott and also Many of the first episodes are uh, directed by Ridley Scott. In fact, his son actually directs a episode mid-season, which is pretty cool as well. And uh, I really like that show. It's pretty cool. I get um, I feel like I get a lot of Battlestar Galactica vibes from it. I don't know if I mentioned that previously on, on the show when we've talked about Raised by Wolves, but uh, that's the cool thing about that. But yeah, I'll get back into Queen's Gambit. Don't you worry. I should have already like finished it, but again. My girlfriend's held me back on this one, unfortunately. I finished Raised by Wolves, actually. It's really good. You finished it? Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I really I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's awesome. I'm excited to talk to you about it uh, once you finish it completely. But uh, they do some interesting stuff that, uh, yeah, it keeps you on your toes. That show's very interesting. It's super cool. It's super, super cool. I like the like this universe that they're building. It's interesting to see this like uh, sci-fi sort of thing that is separate from you know, the mainstream, which really is just Star Wars and um, I guess Star Trek at this point. There's a, not not necessarily the only things, but they're, they're definitely at the forefront of that stuff. I know there are shows like The Expanse, which is apparently phenomenal and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's cool to see this new sort of universe and style made. But uh, again, I've never watched Battlestar Galactica, but I, I got to be fair. I never watched any Star Trek either, but I, I kind of got uh, Star Trek vibes from it. But yeah, I'm excited for you to finish it. Uh, I'd like to talk about it. And I'm excited for season two. Cool, man. What else have you been watching? Well, the only other thing I've watched is WandaVision. Oh, me too. What a coincidence. What? No way. It's not like we planned this on the podcast last week. But yeah. No. What do you think? No. Um, I loved it. In fact, uh, we, there's two episodes already released uh, for this first week. And then every subsequent week, uh, like starting next week, is going to be one episode per week. Um, and these first two episodes were brilliant in my mind. I think they're they're awesome. I love the style. Uh, I love the acting. I love the mystery. And in fact, the the biggest vibes I've gotten from this show, strangely, are Lost vibes. It's a mystery, I think, more than anything else. And uh, like going into Lost, especially in the first episode, of like the first dual episode kind of idea, you kind of like, what is this though? Like, what is really this show? Are these people just stuck on a regular island after a plane crash, or is there something deeper? And it seems like there's a lot more deep. It, it, basically, the advantage of Lost in, in it in the beginning, at least, is that you really have way more questions than you have answers, and that's I feel like the the case for Wandavision as well. I have way more questions after these first two episodes than I definitely have answers. Like, what is going on here? Is kind of what I've come to. Yeah, man, I actually I, I agree with you. That's crazy. I never put that connection with Lost at all. I mean, I saw like I can definitely tell that from like by the end of the first episode. I think how the first episode ends is really that turning point for me. I started watching and I'm like, OK, this is kind of weird. It's interesting. I do want to keep watching this, but this is, this is odd. Uh, and then by the end of the first episode, I was like, oh, like, awesome. I really want to see more. And then I watched episode two immediately after, which I adored. And I felt this big sense of disappointment. I'm like, fuck, now I got to wait week to week. Uh, it's very obviously inspired by shows like I Love Lucy. Um, I, I think that's definitely like a big um, inspiration to the style of the show, which is kind of weird to say about, you know, a show 
about superheroes, Wanda and Vision that we've seen in you know the Avengers movies. But yeah, man, that that loss comparison is really great. I I th- I, I honestly did not pick up on that at all. And uh, now that you mention it, I definitely agree with you. What do you think of like the the, the actually before I dive into like the characters of, of the show again, we don't want to spoil it too much. How do you feel uh, about like the representation of Wanda and Vision? Like do do you think like can you believe that this is the same Wanda and Vision from like the Avengers universe? Um. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, what do you mean? You don't believe it? No, not that I don't believe it. But uh, at, at first, when, when the show starts playing out, I was like, this honestly could be a show about just random characters. Like, it doesn't have to be a show about Wanda and Vision. And I think that's kind of the intention. I don't and- I don't know what you mean, actually, on that one. The interesting part about it is the fact that there's this ingrained mystery because we know who these characters are. I mean, oh, I- what? what what do you mean? Like, there could be any characters. Like, they could be theoretically Captain America and Black Widow. Is that what you mean? Like, what do you no, mean? No, 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 no. Not like they could be any characters from the MCU. Like, they could, this could just be a show without being connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. Like, oh, it's just like uh, up until the end of the first episode. I'm saying at the beginning. That's what I was thinking. Because, I mean, the only reason I'm watching this show is because it's Wanda and Vision. But this could have literally been a show just starring two random characters doing whatever. Um, and, 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 I think that's how it's meant to be played out. And then by, again, the end of the first episode, you're like, oh, like what's going on here? And again, the reason it brings you in in the first place is because you are attached to Wanda and Vision. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think I agree with this because like the hmm. there is a deeper connection that we've got going in. We know what we've gone in for and we know that these characters have a deeper connection to a deeper world. And that's the advantage of I mean, we we could think, okay, there's a mystery here with these random people, but that's not. I think the the real mystery is the fact that we know them already. I think that that's that's the benefit of the MCU in general, and we we've got I've seen these characters on their journey already, and that that is what it's not just a pull to pull you into the show. It's it's actually something that the mystery is built upon the fact that how have they gotten into this situation? So if they were random characters, it'd be just like, okay, I, I don't really quite understand. And because we know that they don't act like this normally, the way they're acting in this, they're acting this way for some specific reason. Like they're caught in some kind of a weird time trap, some kind of a weird, they're caught in a TV show, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really quite agree with that just because again, that context is what makes the show even more mysterious, if that makes sense. No, that definitely makes sense, man. I think, but again, what I'm saying is that the mystery doesn't come into play until the end of the first episode. Right, but if you didn't have the mystery, then would it be interesting? Because like that that type of sitcom, I guess from like there's a reason why that kind of 1960s sitcom isn't made today, like the Dick Van Dyke Show or the Mary Tyler Moore Show. It's not like something that you see now. Um, I mean, they would keep making shows like this theoretically to like do callback callbacks to that if that was something that they thought they could to, could live on on TV potentially. I feel like the reason why they're able to do that here is because of the underlying mystery. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I really like it. Um, it's interesting. I'm intrigued. I feel like not being able to binge. This is a big bummer. It's kind of nice because like, yeah, I guess we're waiting week to week and you know, it can't all be spoiled to us by just someone posting it on the internet. Like I don't have to, you know, <laughs> not not look at twitter or facebook or anything until i finish the show 
but uh, I feel like for whatever reason, Mandalorian, uh, I was I was more okay with watching week to week. It felt right. But you know what one, it is, I think, too, is that each of the episodes of The Mandalorian did feel very concrete and concluded, and they timed it just right. So each episode, it did feel that way. Like the, you know, what I, you know what I'm saying. We talked about this previously on the Mandalorian, like spoiler cast, closer look episode, where every episode is such a succinct story. This kind of really isn't. Like if you think about it, like they are succinct stories in that. I guess what you were just talking about a moment ago. If these were random characters, sure, they're succinct stories in that they. I don't know. Whatever the first episode was about, a dinner party. The dinner party was concluded, but that's not really what the show is really about, and we still don't know what the show is about, and that's why it's frustrating. Is that we just don't know. What's going to happen? And actually, that's similar to Lost, actually. I never watched Lost. I don't know about you, but I never watched Lost on TV. So when I was no, watching no. Lost, I always watched it based on, <laughs> like it's going way back, playback. But I, we bought all the box sets, the DVD box sets for Lost. How did you watch Lost? Uh, my ex-girlfriend in high school, she really loved the show. And she had all the box sets and let me borrow it. Oh, cool. So it's kind of like that. And watching Lost in a row is kind of, it made Lost to me a lot better. I find that people were very confused with Lost to the point where, do you ever get that with the people? You they they will say that the ending is something that's completely not what the ending of Lost is, and you're like, what? Lost the Lost ending? You could say it was potentially confusing in some way, but the thing that you thought is just not the case. People thought I can just spoil it because it's not even a spoiler because it's literally not what happened. People thought they were dead the whole time. That just yeah. didn't happen. But people say that all the time. People I know that watch the whole thing even. And I'm just like, how do you think that after watching the whole show? I, I don't understand. Yeah, me neither, man. That's a dumb explanation. Anyone that thinks that is stupid. No, I don't think they're stupid. I just think that they either weren't paying attention or even like Damon Lindelof is like confused when he hears that. He's like, wait, I, that wasn't the show. Were we, were we watching the same show? No, because they're stupid. No, they're not stupid. Your word's not mine. If you random listener thought that Lost, the ending of Lost was that they were dead the whole time, that's it's okay. It's okay. I think you should rewatch the show because it's a brilliant show and you were mistaken, but that's just not what happened. And that's objectively not what happened. Like, I'm not saying you interpret it different, differently or different. You di- interpret it different. I'm making up words, but you didn't. Looks like those just, viewers aren't the only stupid ones here. Am I right, gang? Okay. Come on. Wait, come hold, on, up, Adrian. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Thank okay, you. If you don't do it on time, that whole idea with that good budumch is that, you know, the timing's important, Adrian. Come on. <laughs> at least you're you know trying with the humor this time what do you mean trying oh you know what i mean you know what i mean but yeah, yeah anything else about wandavision what are you uh what are you thinking i'm excited for more and i'm excited to talk about it all once it's over you know, actually one other thing about wandavision the commercials in between i think are are pretty satisfying the fact that there's like an intro that's different for the first two episodes and then the end of the episode is really the the specific it's almost like the intro at the end you know what I'm talking about? The intro at the end? Yeah, the, the, the intro of the, each episode has been different for, for each of the two episodes. There are different intros to the episode. And then okay, the, it's, the, it's the same ending for both. But the ending is almost like you would see the beginning of a show. Like it felt like the Daredevil, the beginning of the Daredevil series or Jessica Jones. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, I know what you're saying. I get what you are saying. It's weird how they they did that, like where it's a consistent ending, but not a consistent beginning. Like both episodes started with a different a different intro, and they threw throw in Easter eggs throughout that just really just hint at various things. Again, brilliant. I think it's just brilliant. It's definitely worth the watch. The episodes are short; they're just over thirty minutes each. 
honestly, five of those minutes are weirdly credits. I don't know what the deal is with Disney Plus shows. That's one of the things that bothers me. But I don't know why the timer is ticking down for like seven minutes of of, of just credits. But regardless, um, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I'm very excited to see what's going on going to be happening next. And if all of the Disney Plus shows are of this quality and this caliber for uh, for Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I am wickedly excited for what's coming up next. Yeah, you betcha. Me too. Ready for the news? No. Okay, what else do you have to say? No, I'm ready what else for did you watch? Nothing. nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you said no very inquisitively. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. I can't see you, Adrian. We're doing this remotely. So. That's true. God, yeah, there's something missing. There's something missing. I'm going to FaceTime you. One sec. No, we don't have time for this. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. I don't know if you realize. Um, oh, wait. I'm going to go make some bacon. Just give me one second. Uh, no, okay. I'd let's continue. Get news. Let's, 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 let's get on to the news. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As reported by publication Bloomberg, Warner Media is working hard to counter the fears of the creative talent and production companies attached to all Warner Brothers films launching in 2021. As announced in December of last year, all 17 2021 Warner Brothers movies are set to premiere in theaters and on streaming service HBO Max simultaneously. Many directors involved with Warner Brothers, such as Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, and James Gunn have spoken out against this unprecedented move, citing disappointments in not being given a choice or even a proper heads up before the announcement was made. To remedy this situation, Warner Media has adjusted their payment structure to ensure that creators get paid handsomely for participating in the new deal. Apparently, each of the movies being launched on HBO Max will get a massive payout from Warner Media. They will actually be paid out not only to the directors and producers, but also to many members of the cast and crew as well. Warner Media has also chosen to considerably lower the threshold of theater ticket sales required to trigger bonuses for various producers, directors, and cast members that might be affected by the new release situation. As Publication Variety has reported, Warner Brothers has even patched things up with production company Legendary Pictures in regards to the dispute over the most effective launch strategy for their Godzilla vs. Kong blockbuster. Legendary had initially threatened legal action against Warner Brothers when they had learned of the HBO Max release strategy, but the two companies recently resolved any differences that they may have had while subsequently deciding to push the Godzilla vs. Kong release date forward to March 16th, 2021, instead of its initial May 21st premiere date. Adrian, this is quite a bit of news. What are you thinking about this? This is interesting. It's, it's interesting because obviously these companies are like, yeah, you know, the issue is money. The the delivery from these directors, Christopher Nolan, Denny Villeneuve, and James Gunn, it was never about the money. It was about the creativity being, I guess, stifled. And I think Warner Media is missing the point a little bit. Obviously, with the whole legendary picture situation, I mean these these are two big companies, you know, with board members that at the end of the day they just want to make money. And I'm sure Legendary Pictures made made a huff about it because they were more concerned about the money aspect. But again, I, I stand by that Christopher Nolan, Denny Villeneuve, and James Gunn, they were more upset about, yeah, again, their cre- creativity being stifled and not having this theater experience as opposed to them getting the money. I, am I yeah. wrong in, in assuming that? Yeah, for the for the creators, like the creative talent, like those three directors specifically, I would agree with you. I think that that makes sense. Um, yeah, like the the Legendary Pictures situation was they were worried about the money. I think that that's, 
they patched that up, but this is kind of two different stories. It's a tale of the creative talent having a problem with it. And they really did think that, for instance, Dune, uh, I think Denis Villeneuve, Dune. we talked about this on a previous episode, that Denis Villeneuve believed that this is his biggest film that he's ever created. He's got some of the best um, actors he's probably ever had in a film so far. And he he believes that it needs to be shown in theaters. And if this was Christopher Nolan, especially with a movie like Tenet, he would definitely have wanted it to be in theaters for sure. And again, he did. He forced them to put it in theaters, I think, above all else. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that that's a, that's a big part of this, that they may be missing the point. And I don't think that they're patching it up with everybody. I'm sure people are... Money talks, and I think people like on the cast and crew are really... They're good with this because they're making a lot of money out of this. But I think it's... I don't know. This is kind of a cheap way to get people on your side a little bit. Not legendary pictures, by the way. Godzilla versus Kong, though. Um, I'd imagine you're excited for this because you are excited about that franchise. Am I wrong? No, 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 man. I, I'm I'm very excited for that. I I really want to watch these movies. However, it being moved to March, I don't think is really a good thing. At least for us here in Canada, I don't imagine like we're in what middle of January. Our lockdown has been extended to mid February. The idea of everything being a okay by mid March theaters being open is very unlikely for me. And I don't want to watch this fucking movie at home. I want to watch this in the theaters. Uh, I feel like by May, maybe things would have been a little bit better for me. So, uh, but, but yeah, I really do like this franchise thus far. I mean, I loved Kong skull Island. I loved uh, Godzilla Two, king of the Godzilla monsters got fighting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like th- that's a good point you make um, that I didn't, I was thinking about this as a whole. And I don't think I, I looked real deep at that idea is obviously in March, like, I wouldn't say necessarily obviously, but it does look like very much so that we will not be out of this pandemic or even out of this lockdown that we're currently in in Canada or at least on Ontario, which is a large population of Canada um, before March 16th. So it's odd because we don't still have a deal in Canada to even see this film. So you talk about it um, like you don't want to watch this at home. I, I can't even watch this at home. I'm not paying $30. I'm sorry. I'm just not paying $30 to rent a Premiere Access film. You're not making it available for any streaming service. People are paying for HBO Max for lots of content, not just one movie. Like, And that's $20 a month um, or $15 a month, whatever, in US dollars. I just find that this is a little ridiculous that we still don't, they still didn't create a deal here in Canada to have these HBO Max films readily available to us on a streaming service considering this whole deal is streaming uh, contingent so i think that that's a little ridiculous and you're right i don't think we're going to be out of this and this is one of those movies that's probably best watched in a theater so how is it that they made a deal with warner brothers to release this earlier how does that help them i i found it weird that legendary pictures was literally going to sue warner brothers for this situation and somehow their agreement and their compromise was to make it earlier? It makes absolutely no fucking sense, dude. It's dumb as shit. Like, it, it literally just does not make sense to me. It's silly. And it pisses me off. Um, quick aside, like, have you play, paid for a Premiere Access film yet? No. So I, I paid for one at the beginning of this pandemic. It was The Hunt. The reason why I paid for it is because it looked like a fun movie. And two, because uh, Damon Lindelof wrote the movie. Oh, okay. Because I really like Damon Lindelof. Yeah, you talked about this, I think, in a very early episode of this podcast. I think you talked about that. 
yeah, it's not a good movie. Like, it's not a good movie. And uh, I think being burned after that one, I was like, fuck this. I'm never paying for a Premiere Access movie again. But even on top of that, again, to, to the point, this movie, I think, merits a watch, like Godzilla versus King Kong, sorry, merits a watch in theaters. I want to watch this on a big screen. I want to watch this with, like, the audio pounding me from all angles. Uh, that came out a little bit sexual. Uh, the par- <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yeah, I mean phrasing adrian phrasing yeah uh but you know just coming at me from all angles uh oh that's sure that's better oh, now fuck. oh no <laughs> oh no what have i done i made it worse arguably uh i want the audio to stick in you to really stick in you <laughs> long uh, after you leave the theater yeah i i want my ear behind from <laughs> the front Oh, sorry. Am I? Uh, <laughs> I want it to vibrate all throughout me. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough. I get it. I think I get it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> this movie definitely merits a watch in, in the theater, and that's where I want to watch this. Uh, you, you, hell, even go, like Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four. Even with its reviews being relatively mediocre, uh, at least in comparison to the first one, I think I would have watched it by now if it was in theaters. And we could. We don't know though. I think you. I don't know if you made this uh, mention on the podcast. I think so. Otherwise, you sent this message to me by um, by uh, by Owl. But uh, specifically, because we don't talk outside this podcast. But I think you had mentioned that we don't like Batman versus Superman, and the the reviews you were reading. Sorry, you like Batman versus Superman, but critics do not. Sorry, I, I got mixed up there. Yeah, we love Batman v Superman. We Why love Batman v Superman. Why did I say that? I, I'm I'm going a little uh, cuckoo here. You got to edit that out. I don't want that. I don't want to want that to be taken out of context ever. I don't want that to be used against me. Are you serious? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm one hundred percent serious. I I've said some heinous things on this podcast that can be taken out of context, but that I think is the most heinous thing ever said ever. Okay, that's a little ridiculous. Regardless. You love Batman versus Superman. So do I. We love. I enjoy it. Yeah, that's what so do I after saying you love it means. But yeah. Uh, so Batman versus Superman is Batman versus Superman is a movie we both enjoy. It's a movie we both like. The point is, critics did not like it, but it was different. And I think that they didn't like it. In my opinion, they didn't like Batman versus Superman. I think I said this a couple times in past episodes. They didn't like it because it's a different style. It is not the Marvel formula. That was the issue with critics, in my opinion, anyway. Maybe that's what Wonder Woman 1984 is. It's not that low on the tomato meter. Like, it's not that hated. It's like, what, 60%? That's not bad. In fact, it could be great. The problem is, I will not pay $29.99. I'm sorry. So that's the issue for me. But, like, I, I, do you get the idea that you won't like it, Adrian? Is that something you're getting out of the Wonder Woman reviews? No. Yeah, it is a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. But no, that's not what I'm getting. I, I, just, I just said, like, I would have watched it. I would have watched it by, by now, even with these middling reviews, if I could go to the theater. Okay, yeah. But I think we might like it. That's what my belief is. There's a chance that if it's following any, tangentially, if it's following anything that Zack Snyder has done for this universe, it's possible we would like it. We just don't know, because again, I'm not paying $30, but regardless. Yeah, I think you're right. We might. Who knows, though? I guess we'll form our opinions when we watch this film. Cool, man. Number two. As reported by publication Variety, Netflix is planning to release a film for every week of 2021. They specifically have 71 film premieres planned this year, including some real star-studded blockbusters. 
With the COVID-19 pandemic raging on, Netflix is really coming into 2021 with a focus on building a buffer between them and the streaming competition for their over 190 million subscribers. Some of the flagship films of note are action film Red Notice, starring Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, and The Rock, zombie thriller Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder, mystery thriller The Woman in the Window, starring Amy Adams, Malcolm and Marie, starring Zendaya and John David Washington, Western Harder They Fall, starring Regina King, Idris Elba, and Lakeith Stanfield. And finally, the Adam McKay-directed film Don't Look Up, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, and Meryl Streep. Adrian, this is gearing up to be an incredible year for Netflix. What are you thinking? This is pretty cool. This is uh, pretty awesome. What I want Netflix to do, however, is to release a list of these movies when they're coming out and... um, yeah, that, that's really it. I just want that, those two things so I can keep track of it in the new movies coming out this week that I talk about at the end of the show. Uh, I really want them to do that. Uh, but this is cool, man. Um, I'm very- If I actually stop you for a moment there, are you saying you'd like them to just release this list of movies and when they're coming out because it would help our show? Or are you saying this because they should be doing this because it generates hype for their movies? Because honestly, to be honest, you saying that, it made me realize something. I never know when Netflix movies are coming out and I don't know how that benefits them at all. They just come out and I'm like, oh, the old guard. I should check that out. That might be cool. Why aren't they telling me when a movie like Red Notice is coming out? Or uh, Army of the Dead, I think, will be probably the most advertised one here. Uh, but like, I'm very excited for Don't Look Up as an example. And even more excited for Harder They Fall. And I doubt I'll know when they're coming out before like the week before. And I think this is a weird strategy that I don't like about Netflix. And I didn't maybe realize it or vocalize it until now what do you think you know what you're right simon i agree with you 100 percent on that statement pal i feel like yeah they rarely advertise movies way ahead of time i think they do occasionally for like their bigger movies like i, I remember marriage story being advertised a couple months prior to its release and but that, that was less so about advertising their movie and it was more so we knew about it because literally you're just about to say the the irishman but is that what you, sorry, I cut you off, but I, I think you're, you were saying that they were advertised, but I don't think they were advertised. They were literally released in theaters so they could generate hype for the Oscars. I don't think they actually, there wasn't much hype. When Marriage Story came out, I was still guessing as to when it was coming out. Do you remember that? Yeah, I guess you do make a good point, you silly goose. I do. I think you do make a point. That is good. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off. What else? Are you, what else are you thinking about this? You, you're a big Netflix fan. Netflix is actually this, this is something I uh, weirdly omitted from this story, but Netflix is actually increasing the price in Canada to eighteen ninety nine per month, which is a lot. Yeah, we talked about that last week, I think, or the week prior. Um, which is a it's a hefty amount, but it kind of makes sense. Like if you're getting seventy one new movies, uh, you know, most likely not all of them will be good, but let's let fuck, let's even assume half of them are good. you know, let's say thirty five of these movies are good, you know, rounded up to twenty bucks a month. that's two hundred and forty dollars. That's like less than ten bucks for each of these movies if they come out you know every week. you know the thirty five good ones that you decide to watch now are we gonna watch all thirty five of them? I don't know, but still, like if you break down the pricing structure kind of like that, I think it's I think it's well worth it. Um, I'm very excited for like the the cast in these movies are freaking awesome. Like I, I'm I'm really into the ones that you listed here. Army of the Dead, oddly enough, I think was supposed to release 
last year, like late last year. And then I think it got pushed back. I don't know if the reason was because Chris D'Elia was one of the main characters in it. And they reshot all the scenes with, I forget what, what the woman's name is. Tignatero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the main reason, but I do remember that was supposed to come out late last year. Cause it was one of the movies I was looking forward to. And then it just never came around. Um, quick, quick aside, n- not to get too off topic. Did you watch as uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake? I have not. No, dude. It's so, f- it's really good. I highly recommend it. I don't want to you know, dive too deep into that and go too off course from uh, this list of movies, but it's a really great movie. It's one of my favorite. Zo- it's probably my second favorite zombie movie after 28 days later. It's 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 stellar. It's a it's a solid remake. And that is, I think I can't remember if it came up before or after 28 days later, but uh, they do the running zombies thing. And that's just always terrifying. It's it's fantastic. But again, this is an amazing list of of cast members for these movies. And and and, and they're bringing in some really good directors to direct these movies as well. Uh, so it, it kind of makes sense that, you know, maybe, yeah, like they, they need that extra money. Netflix, I feel like has been operating at a loss consistently pretty much. Like I, I, they always invest more than they actually earn year over year. Um, so if this keeps them in business longer and keeps, or, or keeps giving, and it keeps giving us really great content, I'm okay with paying, you know, 20 bucks a month for this. Keeps them in business longer. Like I, I don't know about like that statement. Like they're they're a pretty balling company. Like they've got oh, no, a lot of money. De- yeah, well, definitely. But again, as competition arises, you need uh, you need to create the content to keep you in business. Hell, man, even HBO Max um, with all its great content is maybe not necessarily struggling, but they're definitely not doing as well as I think they wanted to. They don't have that much great content, though. I mean, I HBO. Think about them. HBO. Alone. Oh, I see. Yeah, HBO. The the thing is for me is that there's to me the the two sides of this coin for streaming services right now is more so Disney Plus versus Netflix. And I don't mean it's like Disney Plus is close to Netflix cuz Netflix is destroying them for subscribers as an example. The reason why I'm saying that is cuz Disney's content is all very high quality and as you kind of alluded to earlier, how many of these 71 films are going to be any good? Probably 30 of them, honestly. I just don't see like there's so many films and so many shows released by Netflix every year. And a lot of them are average, if not subpar. And that's, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a half measure. It's one of the reasons I don't love Netflix as much as the other, some of the other options. I just think that like HBO TV shows as an example are very high quality almost every time. And they really don't make anything that's really bad. It's, it's hard to – I don't know if HBO is going to start getting into some more mediocre content now that they're trying to beat Netflix as an example. Um, they're like going real hard. But I, I that's the only thing I – I don't know. I don't know if you agree with that, but I just find that Netflix not always the best. There's a lot of mediocrity in there. Uh, yeah, man. I, I can kind of see where you're coming from, but I don't necessarily think if it, it's – I mean, I guess it's mediocrity to a certain extent, but I think it's also trying to appeal to a larger array of audiences because you have like those like corny ass TV shows that are just not great, but they appeal to a specific audience that kind of wants to watch it. Like maybe you is not a good example because I know you is actually pretty well regarded and well liked. Me? God damn it. Oh, you're talking about the show, you. The show you about the stalker, uh, the, the stalker murderer guy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, essentially okay. Dexter, but he's not a good bloke, really. He's a he's a freak. Um, but yeah, like it's. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's stop for a moment. Have you seen you? 
No, I haven't. But I, I've heard uh, again. I, I I led this with not a great example <laughs> because I know are you that saying is- that Dexter is a good bloke? He's a serial killer. Yeah, but he 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 kills serial killers. Okay, okay. Two wrongs do make a right. It's a double negative. The, the relationship between you and Dexter that I would make here is that you, uh, the main character in you, Joe, and Dexter Morgan are relatable to the point where you somehow sympathize. Uh, you correct me if I'm wrong because I, I haven't watched many episodes of Dexter, but you somehow sympathize with these people that are not the greatest human beings. Somehow. You somehow empathize with them and you feel like, oh, I, I can see where this guy's coming from, even though it doesn't make any sense. Because as you mentioned, Joe is a, is a really terrible person. But in some aspects, you can sympathize. You can't in most aspects because he's crazy. But, but, but yeah, it's the same thing with Dexter. He's a serial killer. Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. But he kills bad people. Again, it's a double negative. Anyways, I digress. That, that, that wasn't the point of this. But uh, Double like, negative. Is you saying a double negative makes a positive here? Yeah, exactly. Do wrongs make a right? Is that what you're, you're claiming? Yeah. Is that your life lesson for this episode? It is. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. I forget even what I was talking about. Anyways, you know, <laughs> Netflix just releases a bunch of shows that are, you know, targeted to a larger array of audiences. Like they have like, you know, even reality television and stuff like that, which... Uh, to, to me, reality TV is some of the worst. It is the worst TV known to man. Like it's it's garbage. But again, they make these shows because it caters to a specific audience and people people enjoy it. I think Netflix has a more diverse array of television, uh, and as a result, mediocrity does kind of come into play. HBO, I I, I do hope that they don't take that model on because uh, HBO means something. When when something has the HBO name attached to it, even if you don't like it, you know it's probably like objectively still a pretty damn great show. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. In, in fact, even their name kind of kind of describes that. It's called Home Box Office. Like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's like I don't know what's a what's a show that I watched recently that I didn't really love. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, th- there's the show The Righteous Gemstones. That came out. I watched it. Uh, there was, I think, nine episodes in HBO original series. It came out, I think, in 2019. And I watched the, I think, first like three or four episodes. Great cast as well. You know, Danny McBride, John Goodman, Adam Devine, Walton Goggins, like these these actors that I adore. And uh, I think I think Danny McBride's comedy is really great. But me watching that show, I just, after like three or four episodes, I was like, this is just not for me. This is like not good in my opinion. But at the same time, I knew it was still a quality show. It's HBO. It has the HBO budget behind it as these phenomenal actors in it. Um, and I, I can accept the fact that it's probably a great show, um, despite me not enjoying it. Whereas, you know, if there's a reality television show, like I don't even know what, what's aired on Netflix, but realistically, I'm not going to like that show more, more than likely. And I can, rationalize it being a genuinely shitty show <laughs> you know what i mean there's there's very little argument to be made against that in my in my brain i can't i, I can't create an argument for it if that makes any sense i see yeah 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 sure i yeah i feel like i'm explaining that in a very odd way but it makes sense in my brain and that's all that matters i see i see okay cool yeah you have anything else uh yeah i'm just gonna ask you one question um 
out of these 71 movies that are coming out on Netflix in 2021, what's your most anticipated one? What are you most excited for? Honestly, um, it's kind of a cop out because I've already talked about it, but I'm, I'm very excited for Army, uh, Army of the Dead. As much as I love Dawn of the Dead, uh, or sorry, just just because of how much I love Dawn of the Dead. And again, I really love Zack Snyder as a director. I love literally all his movies. And <laughs> I just I just know I'm going to enjoy it. And that's why I'm excited for it. How about you? Cool. Um, my most anticipated movie for sure is Harder They Fall. It's a Western starring Regina King, Idris Elba, and Lakeith Stanfield. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm very interested in seeing that. I, again, haven't seen much advertised for it. It surprised me that it does that, that exists. I was very surprised. And then probably, again, that that one would be most anticipated. But anything from Adam McKay lately, the director of Anchorman, both Anchorman and the movie Vice, which don't seem to go quite <laughs> quite together. Um, he's directing Don't Look Up, and that looks incredible. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio together in a movie is incredible. And then you add Meryl Streep in there, and I mean, add Meryl Streep to anything, and it's going to be – a good movie in some way. That's and sure. Jonah Hill. Don't forget about Jonah. Yeah, yeah, Jonah Hill's great too. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That movie would probably be my second. I love Adam McKay movies. Like I'm a big fan of the vast majority of his movies. I think he's awesome. I think The Big Short, especially, is one of my favorite movies by him. Uh, it's it's so good. You know he he made one of the greatest com two of the greatest comedies of all times in Anchorman and Step Brothers. I was gonna say like the guy who made Step Brothers created a movie like uh, The Big Short or Vice. Like, what range does this man have? It's incredible. It, I don't know. He's pretty remarkable, and I'm always – now I'm just always excited. No matter what he launches, I'm just curious to see what he creates next. Like, he's got such referential films, too. Like, people reference – I feel like I, I get references from his movies almost every day in my life. Like, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but it's very often that I see references from his movies. The Catalina wine mixer, you know, like the things like yeah. that, like it's, it's, it's con constant. So it, he's pretty cool. And I, again, I can't, I can't wait, but the heart of they fall took me by surprise. Actually, even this, I knew he was working on something, but I wasn't sure what Adam McKay was actually working on, but heart of they fall took me by surprise in that. I just didn't know that this Western existed and, and the actors in this are, are just great. So yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, let's move on to number three, shall we? Yes. Excellent. Number three, as reported by Variety, Army Hammer has left his role in the Jennifer Lopez starring romantic comedy Shotgun Wedding due to what Hammer is calling vicious and spurious online attacks. Unverified Instagram direct messages from Hammer have been floating around the internet that appear to pose the social network actor as a sexual deviant with cannibalistic tendencies. One of these supposed Instagram screenshots is of Hammer claiming to a woman on Instagram that he is, quote, a hundred percent a cannibal, unquote. <laughs> when this story began trending online, he backed out of his shotgun wedding film contract with Lionsgate and released a statement claiming, quote, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot, in good conscience, now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate is supporting me in this, and I'm grateful to them for that, unquote. Adrian. What is going on here? Hopefully he doesn't eat his kids. Am I right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what's what's that? Thing? It's called a vorophile, right? When 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 you're uh, you get like sexually aroused with the idea of eating people. I I haven't heard the term, so <laughs> I'm not the best person to ask for that one. Is it? Let me Google this. 
Avorophilia. Yeah, yeah, avor. So avorophile, avorophilia, is a paraphilia wherein sexual arousal, arousal occurs in response to the idea of someone something eating or being eaten by someone something. Interesting. I don't know why I know that. I don't know if I'm proud about knowing that. <laughs> I don't know where that came. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's fucking weird, man. It's kind of funny. <laughs> like, like, I think this is pretty hilarious. That's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Mostly because, like, I I read this story and I was like, man, I've been thinking to myself because, you know, I'll randomly, like, just, you know, look at my lover and be like, oh, like, you're so, like, beautiful. I just want to chop you up and cook you in a stew. Like, you know, just say random shit like that in passing. Like, right, yeah. As a, as a total joke. And reading this, I was like, what if he's joking? You know, what if he's joking, but it's being taken out of context like this? And I was like, do people think I'm joking if I ever say that in front of someone? Like, are they they're being like, man, this guy's fucked up? Like, it, it's definitely possible. And it made me <laughs> the funniest part about this is it made me self-reflect being like, maybe I just shouldn't joke about cannibalism because it can be taken the wrong way. And it, like in this case, like he literally left a movie. Um, because of it i like like do you think he gets canceled like is this enough to be canceled over like because no because it let's say for example let's let's say this is true and he isn't joking and he actually is 100 percent a cannibal (laughs) like and 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 he like if that is true like do you believe he would be (laughs) over being a cannibal yes (laughs) an actor would be canceled over being a cannibal for real is that your question? Because that's the answer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure about that. It's uh, <laughs> okay. I just, I just find it. I just find it funny. Uh, more than anything, like it's it's such a it's such an interesting thing because uh, there there were statements um, that his like ex girlfriend came out and you know she she was talking about like how like in bed he would say some very like oddly specific things and like she said like he was a wannabe Hannibal Lecter. Um, so, you know, let's just keep in mind, like where this story was, like it was page six is the, is the, uh, the publication that published this, uh, interview with his ex-girlfriend. And I just don't think that that's the most reputable source. If that was such a important thing, or if that story was very correct or relevant, I have the feeling that there would be more verifiable sources that did the interview. I just wonder if this is just nonsense and it's just salacious gossip that she's just basically trying to get in the limelight and like the spotlight and that maybe their breakup wasn't the greatest and she just wants to get her moment of sunshine from for fame. It doesn't seem likely that this is anything real because it's on page six um, and, and it circulated around by some places like Fox News apparently po- I don't know if you saw that but that was like probably the most reputable in quotations news source <laughs> um, so like I don't know man what do you think uh, b- before I continue did you know that Antifa was actually the people that attacked the Capitol and they just pretended to be Trump supporters oh yeah of course yeah yeah ah! how ridiculous is that anyways that's old news let's continue <laughs> No, it's all, all, it'll be old after the 20th, I'd yeah. say. But yeah, like scary six. until then, I'd say. Um, but yeah, yeah, like it, I kind of I kind of agree with you. But at the same time, like why not just be like, 
no, this is ridiculous. Like why, like this is not true. And why, why wouldn't he just be like, no, she's crazy. Like, uh, well, why? he wasn't, he's not denying the attacks from her. He was denying the attacks on social media, like for the screenshots of the Instagram posts. Hmm. Like, cause that was what got it, it got it trending in the first place. And then I think they reached out to her to get some quotes and there were like other ex-girlfriends that quoted that were basically said, what the heck are you talking about? This is stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it seems ridiculous to me. Like people just want their moment of fame. They want to trend. There's a benefit to having nonsense on the internet. There's a benefit. We've talked about this before, but there's a benefit to a website like hype beast, or we got this covered and that they can say whatever they want. The things that fans want to hear, like um, Spider-Man is going to be in daredevil one or, Whatever the heck they can make up, or uh, Star Wars is gonna finish. Or Charlie Cox just finished shooting for Dare or for uh, Spider Man. Uh, Godzilla is gonna be in Star in the next Star Wars film. Who knows? But they could Let's just make honest, up some that, bullshit. That could still happen. <laughs> yeah, that, that one for sure. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent. Or maybe more realistically, Jurassic Park. The next Jurassic Park is gonna have Godzilla in it. You know? Oh things like my that. god! Yeah, what an ultimate crossover that would be. Yeah, well, you know what? We should just we should create a website like that. Maybe we should create make split focus just uh, nonsense gossip of of garbage and pretend it's real. That's what we should do. We'll get real popular. I'm sure then we'll have lots of people listening in. We should maybe just claim on this website that uh, on this website on this on this podcast right now that you know what? In fact, we know for a fact. Army Hammer told me in person that he is a cannibal. Verified. Yeah, yeah. No. Asterix swear parody account. He's a hundred percent a cannibal. That's what he is. No, I, I just don't believe this. I, I have a feeling that the reason why he didn't deny it is because he's not going to deny something that's just basically completely false. And there's no point in denying it because you're just going to believe that it's real no matter what if he denies it. The reason why he dropped out of the movie, initially I thought about it and I was like, why would you drop out of your job though because of this? Because that yeah. doesn't make any sense. But for me, the reason why he's doing that is because he's not doing this job from his house in California or wherever he lives. He's literally doing this job away from his children for four months in a different country while they all get to read this bullshit online about how he's a cannibal. Like that's bullshit. That sucks. Like, yeah, it's not good timing. And if it, it snowballed large enough, it got to a point where he's like, damn it, this is now circulating so badly that I can't legitimately – like my kids are too young and now they're going to think potentially that these things are real or maybe they're going to get bullied at school. Who knows what's going to happen? And like, I have to be there to support them. And that is respectable. And that's why I think that this is his action. It did seem weird initially. I was like, what the heck? Why would he just deny it? Why would you drop it out of this movie? But he's got children. And that's why. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. You know what? You make a good point there, pal. You make a good point there indeed. You think he's friends with Shia LaBeouf? Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf? Oh, that was funny. Uh, you know, the fr- the problem with that reference, that was funny. I-, I-, I thought it was funny for a moment, but the problem with it is that Shia LaBeouf was just accused and just canceled because he literally, ab- it was an abusive relationship. So it didn't work. Did you realize that you were saying that while you were saying it or? Well, no, no. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I didn't laugh because I'm like, are you referencing the fact that Shia LaBeouf was like abusive to FKA twigs? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I-, I had no idea what you meant by the cannibal reference. I, I-, I didn't even think of cannibalism at all. Oh man, that's so, actually- that's so hilarious. This guy beat up his girlfriend. Like what? No. Well, I didn't even, well, you can't really make that joke anymore. Just like if you made a joke about Kevin Spacey, I wouldn't, not that it's quite the same, but it's like, but you know what I mean? Right. 
it's hard for me to look past that now. Yeah, I know. It's hard to make jokes about Kevin Spacey with kids around. I agree. Oh, my God. Well, that was a completely related joke. Not one that's... Anyways. Regardless, speaking of Shia LaBeouf, just briefly, I wanted to mention this a few episodes back, and then I forgot, and then the whole uh, scandal with Shia LaBeouf came up, and I didn't mention it, but whatever. I'm going to mention it now because we were talking about it. You know that song, the actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf song? What's that, what's, is that just called Shia LaBeouf? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Anyways, you know that moment at the very end of the movie where he stands up yeah. and starts clapping? That's that. I did not realize this until I watched the movie. Um, Citizen Kane, that it's literally a shot from Citizen Kane. Hmm. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Well, yeah. He's referencing Citizen Kane. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe I should rewatch Shia LaBeouf Live by Rob Cantor. You know what I'm talking about? At the very end of the, the movie, like that, that was the craziest thing about that music video is that he's actually in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Shia LaBeouf is in this ridiculous, r- ridiculous uh, video about him being a cannibal. Anyways, uh, we definitely digress here. But yeah, anything else to mention about Army Hannibal? Uh, Army Army Hannibal. <laughs> uh, Army Hammer. No, did you know that they're they made a uh, they're doing another Hannibal prequel series, but this time, uh, God, what's it called? It it takes place before Silence of the Lambs, which is technically where the Hannibal TV show ended it's clarice it's called clarice that's what it's called yeah we literally referenced it on this podcast a couple episodes back oh yeah remember when we referenced that <laughs> yeah on the montage just yeah just a couple episodes back yeah i yeah. do cool man i just wanted to make sure i was testing you okay cool man well speaking of the montage now on to the montage a sequence of our show in which i briefly present the week's smaller news stories as adrian delivers a brisk verdict Number one, as reported by publication Deadline, boyhood actor Ethan Hawke has been cast as the villain in the Moon Knight Disney Plus TV series that is set to star actor Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. That seems like a good choice. I think Ethan Hawke is an underrated actor. Number two, according to Deadline, American Hustle director David O. Russell has added actors Robert De Niro, Mike Myers, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Shannon, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Matthias Schoenertz to his next film. But of course, these cast members are actually additions to an ensemble cast already comprised of actors Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, John David Washington, Rami Malek, and Zoe Saldana. Matthias Schoenertz, that's my mom's, one of my mom's favorite actors. The rest of these actors, Number three, as referenced by Variety, Slumdog Millionaire director Danny Boyle's next project will be a six-episode biographical miniseries about the band Sex Pistols for Network FX. Oh, this is pretty cool. This is an interesting thing. I know actually quite a bit about the Sex Pistols because my sister really liked that band when she was younger. Number four, as confirmed with Marvel film mastermind Kevin Feige by website Collider, actor Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool 3 will be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe while also keeping its R rating. Remember when we talked about the possibility of this a week ago and now all of that conversation's redundant because of this confirmation? I remember. Not necessarily redundant. Perhaps we predicted it. You heard it here first, folks, or all 12 people who listened to last week's episode. <laughs> Number five, as reported by Deadline, HBO Max is officially reviving the HBO hit show Sex in the City as a streaming exclusive 10-episode limited series. I've never watched it, but maybe I will. 
Number six, as reported by Collider, actor Andy Samberg is set to star in a science fiction film to be written by Palm Springs screenwriter Andy Sierra, produced by Ben Stiller and Noah Hawley, and based upon an original idea by BoJack Horseman creator Raphael Bob Waxberg. This is freaking awesome. This seems awesome. I love BoJack, I love Palm Springs, and I love Noah Hawley. Ben Stiller's pretty great as well. I don't know who Andy Sierra is. Actually, I do know it because you just told me. Disregard that. Number seven. As reported by Deadline, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes director Matt Reeves will produce an HBO Max sci-fi drama called The Future, based upon the novel The Future is Yours by Dan Frey. How much is this guy doing? Number eight. As reported by Variety, actor Brendan Fraser has been cast in Black Swan director Darren Aronofsky's film adaptation of Broadway play The Whale that follows the story of a 600-pound recluse trying to reconnect with his daughter. Wow. That's interesting. Number nine. As discussed by publication The Hollywood Reporter, Russian independent film director Kantemir Bulgov has been hired on to direct the HBO TV drama series adaptation of popular PlayStation video game The Last of Us. That was the national anthem of the USSR. Is that relevant here? Balikov <laughs> is Russian. Okay. All right. Moving on. Number ten. According to Deadline, actor Chris Evans is taking part in negotiations to reprise his role as Captain America within the Marvel Cinematic Universe for one or possibly even two new Marvel films. That's news to me. And that concludes the montage. <laughs> Okay, stop. Stop this. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. All right. It's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not Incredible. communism. but Yeah, it's a good national anthem. It is. Anyway, uh, do you got anything for me, Adrian? What do you got for me? Well, Simon, I got new releases for you. Oh, that's new. No. I, I, yeah. By de- yeah, like definitely. Yeah, technically it's new releases. But it's not a new segment. Okay, carry on. There's not many movies coming out again this week. Do you want to hear them, though? I do. I there's do like, indeed. There's like no movies coming out throughout the week, unless I just miss them all, but there's none. There's two days this time that movies are coming out for the week of uh, January the 18th to the 24th. January 18th to the 24th. There's only there's only really uh, like two days that movies are coming out, and one is kind of a cheating one and that first one is coming out on thursday january 21st it's a movie called the marksman now this one's a little bit of an odd one this was confirmed by both the cineplex app mind you there's no cineplex is open here in ontario or quebec or wherever else uh and then also confirmed by ign this is a theater release now for the release dates it's all finicky it, it, it said that this movie came out on the 15th according to movie insider and m.the-numbers.com the most reliable source on the internet uh and then the one trailer said the 22nd the cineplex app said uh the 21st i think maybe the 22nd and then ign said uh the 21st so it's a whole hodgepodge so either this movie already came out or it is coming out in within a week time frame okay okay cool uh, however, this is a movie about Liam Neeson who saves a kid from the cartel and teaches him how to hurt, murder people from afar. 
like he teaches him from afar to murder people. Like he's like he's like yelling at him. This is how you murder people. Or you're no. saying he teaches them to shoot people like from like long distance, like with a rifle. With, yeah, the latter. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, remember that new that that news story a few years back where Liam Neeson admitted that like what was it his like sister in law or something or his sister or one of his close friends was like raped by an African American man and then he went out on the streets looking for a, like a like a black man to beat up. Do you remember that? Um when he was like really young. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like a recent thing. He was just it was recently that he came out with that story and like mentioned it. I don't know if he was really young. He wasn't like 2 years old. I think he was like he was in his apologizing for it, wasn't he? Pre without anybody knowing about it. Yeah, like he kind of like admitted that he did that and he was really apologetic. Is yeah, that what yeah. happened? Yeah, 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 that, that that's what that's what happened. But do you remember that? Yeah, he was like it was like ashamed yeah. kind of a scenario. Although that's a messed up thing that also happened to his family. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, interesting. I don't I don't know why I just randomly thought of that. Interesting, cool. I, we we talked about he the last movie or one of the last movies he was in. I believe it's called Made in Italy. He actually created it with his son, uh, and it's about their. I didn't realize. I don't think we talked that much about the uh, the connection there. But his wife had died. Um, and and to share this with his son to create a movie about a, uh, the son and, and father who lost their wife slash uh, mother was uh, was pretty crazy. I hadn't really realized that true connection. That movie got kind of critically panned though, so I thought it would be really cool and, and emotionally charged, but it apparently didn't get reviewed very well. But that idea was kind of crazy because again, his his wife died like I don't know, I think maybe seven nine years ago uh, now. Which, anyways. You ever watch um, that British like rom com sort of movie uh, that stars Liam Neeson and uh, a bunch of like Kira Knightley and uh, Rick from The Walking Dead and um, so what is it called? One second, one second. Was Liam Neeson in that movie? I know what movie you're talking about. It's uh, Love Actually. Love Actually, yeah, he he's in that movie, and his okay, yeah, that's a, like a crazy star studded cast. I have seen that movie. Did you like that movie? Yeah, I really like that movie quite a bit, actually. The reason I brought that up randomly is because the premise of that movie is uh, there's a bunch of like different stories going on. And Liam Neeson's character is like a father of like a kid uh, who recently lost his wife, like his widow. That was before his wife died, though. Yeah, yeah, I I know. I know. I'm just saying. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, his uh, his wife's death was pretty sad. Apparently, she hit her head on a ski hill, but like not super hard, and then she like died a few years or like a no, not a few years, but like a month later or something. Yeah. Anyway, it was tragic, but uh, regardless, so yeah, yeah, it sucks. What um, what's the next movie, buddy? Oh man, what a bummer. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fuck you. You take really... me out of that. Yeah, you just brought this show down. God. Anyways, these next movies are all coming out on Friday. I don't know why I'm laughing. Like, it's not a funny thing. I'm laughing at this sadness. You know, um, you know who stop. she was. Like, you know who his wife is actually, though, or, or, or his wife was. I've never Natasha met her. Richardson. No. I know you haven't met her. I thought you were ingrained in this industry, Adrian. I thought you knew everyone. Now, now I'm completely. You know, I thought you had met her, but you know, now I don't believe it. Anyways, regardless, Natasha Richardson, who is actually an actress. Who, uh, have ever watched the movie The Parent Trap? Not the Lindsay Lohan one, but the yeah, one. or that Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah, it's the mom in The Parent Trap. That's, yeah, I haven't watched either of them. That was his wife. You've never seen The Parent Trap? 
<laughs> no, I, I watched the Lindsay Lohan one. I just wanted to. I, I just wanted. Yeah. I don't understand the joke. Well, I asked like I was like, "Oh, like which one are you talking about?" But at the at the end of the day, I never watched either of them. Like it didn't matter. That initial question never mattered. But in reality, but you had seen it. I know, but that's that's why I said I didn't watch it for the the comedy. You know, I kind of wonder if any audience member, any listener at home, ever got that joke there. But hard to know, really. Um. Anyways, that did you did you understand what I just said, or are you just like making this stupid humor? Is that is that what we're gonna go with? Okay, just move on. Fine, fine. <laughs> All right, you don't right. have a proper conversation. What's the next movie? <laughs> the, the the these last movies that are coming out are all coming out on uh, Friday, January the twenty second. Uh, this first one is a movie called The White Tiger. It's a Netflix original movie, and it's about a dude who works for this rich family as a tiger. No, he does not. Yeah, he doesn't. You got me. Uh, he's actually a dude that works as a driver for a rich family uh, and then hits a tiger. While he's... <laughs> no, he doesn't hit a tiger. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with tigers. Uh, he uses his wits and ambition to dig himself out of poverty. Okay, cool. And then at the end of the movie, he gets eaten by a tiger. You just said it has nothing to do with tigers. I, I tricked you. I tricked you. But in, in reality, this guy is dead. He's dead from this tiger at the end of the movie. Yeah, okay. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Born a Champion, something that you wouldn't be familiar with, Simon. And this the was, hell? This Come was, on, man. <laughs> this was confirmed by the, the trailer, Movie Insider, and the most reliable source on the internet, m.thehyphenumbers.com. It's a video on demand movie, so you can rent it on this day or purchase it premium rental whatever um starring dennis quaid dennis quaid who also is in parent trap the movie in which natasha richardson plays the mom that's cool connections i was gonna say the father of jack quaid who stars in the boys okay but that's not really related to what we were talking about yeah okay sure yeah uh and then also it stars uh sean patrick flannery uh and the movie is about martial arts Apparently, uh, long story short, these two guys, they fought in a martial arts tournament many years ago. And then like video footage leaks that proves the one guy, I think Sean Patrick Flannery's character cheated. And then the world's like, yo, you're actually the better one. Dennis Quaid, you guys should, you guys should have a rematch. But Dennis Quaid's all like, I'm super old now. I don't know if I can do it. But then I think they both work out and then fight each other at the end. And guess what? I don't know the ending, but I would bet money that Dennis Quaid's character wins. So wait, did Dennis Quaid's character win apparently the first time? No, he lost the first time because the other guy cheated. Oh, I see. You know what's funny? I feel I figured that this is actually the plot of Cobra Kai, the show. Uh, kind of. <laughs> a little bit. I thought. Yeah. Except there's not no not, not like a tremendous amount, but I feel like there's there's some through lines here that I I feel like you could draw. Yeah. Yeah, two white dudes that fought when they were younger now have to refight when they're older. Yeah, there you go. Using martial arts. Anyways, the next And there's movie. also Lindsay Lohan playing twins. Completely it's, connected. It's possible. I I can't confirm or deny that. I cannot. Okay, cool, man. Cool, man. What's the next movie? It's a movie called Our Friend. Uh it's uh this is confirmed by both Movie Insider and the trailer itself. This is coming out in theaters and apparently video on demand the same day. This is starring Casey Affleck, Dakota Johnson, and Jason Segal. Um, and it's about this couple. Isn't it Jason Siegel? No, he's not a bird. He, it's a comedian. 
He's not a bird. I'm fairly certain it's pronounced Jason Siegel. We're talking about the tall comedian who's in like a lot of Paul Rudd comedies. Yeah, like it's S-E-G-E-L. It's not S-E-G-A-L like you have it spelled here. It's Jason Siegel. Whatever, man. Just continue. This, is, this segment's taking way too long already. You, you just yeah. keep slowing everything down. You keep stopping the flow. Come on, let's go. You son of a gun. I'll cut your legs. Anyways, it's about the, this couple uh, who hears like life-altering news, and then one of their close friends uh, kind of just puts his life on hold to, to help them out. I don't know which is the couple. I don't know if it's Casey Affleck and Jason Siegel together. I don't know if it's Casey Affleck and Dakota Johnson together. I don't know if it's Dakota Johnson and Jason Seagal uh, uh, together. I don't know what the combination is. Or maybe it's Lindsay Lohan, but we'll never know. Nope. Unless we watch this movie. We could. We could. But apparently it's pretty good. But who knows? This next movie that's coming out, I swear to God, I've talked about this one before. It's called Psycho Gore Man. Maybe this got delayed. But I swear to God, I've talked about this one before, or at least watch the trailer. This is both confirmed by Movie Insider and Apple TV. It's a video on demand movie. It's about these two kids that find a crystal that controls a monster that has the power to destroy the universe, but they just mess with them. Hmm. Interesting. Did I talk about this one? I know I watched the trailer. I don't know. I don't recall. Mm. Um, you know who's also in this movie? Lindsay Lohan? No, actually. The actress uh, Kristen McCulloch. She's in this movie, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, did you just Google that? Because I, I don't even know, and I watched the trailer. <laughs> no, I knew that. You're silly, dude. Um, I, I knew that as a fact. That's why I mentioned it. Obviously, come on. I'm not, I'm not on my phone Googling things while we're doing this show. That'd be highly unprofessional. Anyways, what's the next movie? My Grandma's a Lesbian. I don't know if you're stating that or if that's the next movie. You're going to have to be more specific. That is a Netflix original movie. It's about a uh, couple of lesbian 70-year-old women who come out uh, of the closet to their families, and it apparently causes chaos. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is pretty crazy. Uh, The next movie is No Man's Land. This is confirmed by the trailer and Movie Insider. Uh, I believe this is both video on demand and in theaters at the same time. It's about a man who escapes to Mexico on horseback after a border patrol mission goes awry. This stars Frank Grillo or Grillo, Grillo, the guy he's crossbones from uh, Captain America movies. Indeed, indeed he's, he is. He's also in the hit movie that's better than Ready Player One: uh, Rampage. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, uh, not the not the Ready Player One part because that's completely inaccurate. But yeah. Oh, too late, man. You already agreed to it. Anyways, next movie is a movie called Breaking Fast. This is an Apple. Uh, this was confirmed by Apple TV and the trailer. It's a video on demand movie. This is a movie about a practicing Muslim who is dealing with heartbreak, and then he meets a man who joins him on his nightly iftars. I had to look up what iftars was. It's uh, these traditional meals eaten by Muslims during. Ramadan, and they fall in love, the man hmm. and the practicing Muslim. I looked at the trailer. I actually watched the trailer for this. It looks kind of cute. It's like this rom-com sort of movie. Uh, you know, the man is just like this like typical U.S. man, and then the, 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 the main Muslim character is like a first-generation American, so like his like, I- I parents immigrated here, and he was born here, all that stuff. Okay, okay, and, okay. And it seems to be kind of turning the whole like idea of like what people think of Muslims on its head. 
ironically enough, if you look at the like to dislike ratio, the dislikes are uh, over, um, like over the likes, and there's a lot of hateful comments uh, about gay people and about Muslim people, and it's kind of depressing. Uh, Sorry, where? Like, where did you read this? YouTube. I looked at the YouTube trailer. Oh, for the trailer, that's where the bad comments are. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this seems like an interesting like sort of premise. Like, I've never really heard of anything like that. And I'll, I'll, it is depressing. Like that that type of thing is crazy. How how that's still divisive in 2021 is remarkable to me. But okay. And uh, no, I agree. Uh, and finally, the the last movie that actually already came out, which we've talked about on one of the earlier episodes, but we can finally freaking watch it here in Canada, is the movie called The Rental. It's going to be available on Amazon Prime. This is that Dave Franco directed movie that stars Dan Stevens and Allison Brie. I really want to watch this one. It's that like sort of thriller movie. Uh, do you remember us talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. We could finally watch it. Yeah. We couldn't rent. Well, could we rent the rental? No, you could not rent the rental, which was ironic. Oh, yeah. We couldn't even rent it. Stupid. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it was available on Hulu, but we couldn't rent it for the longest time in Canada because we don't have Hulu in Canada. And uh, we just kept talking about how we wanted to watch it. And we could not. It just seems like it's now it's like not relevant anymore, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm I'm less interested in that than the movie, like, for instance, One Night in Miami. And I always say Miami for some reason. One Night in Miami, uh, which is the Regina King directed movie. It's her directorial de- debut, and even Damon Lindelof uh, posted on social media about how impressed he was and how great that movie is. And I think that that movie has a real chance of winning an Oscar. So I kind of I don't know, kind of inclined to watch that. It seems like you want to watch The Rental, though. Am I wrong? Uh, I honestly want to watch One Night in Miami more than The Rental. I do want to watch The Rental, but I like if we're if we're going to watch one movie for next week, I would like to watch One Night in Miami. Maybe I'll get The Rental in as well, but definitely One. Funny Night. enough, both of them are on Amazon Prime, and Amazon Prime keeps scooping up these movies that we can't seem to get access to in uh, in Canada. It's kind of odd. Jeff Bezos, the second richest man in the world, coming in clutch. Yeah, the second richest man. That's the craziest thing about that whole second richest man thing is that he's had this rivalry with Elon Musk like for years, apparently. And so now Elon Musk is the richest man because of Tesla stock, of course. But I just find it funny that like when Elon Musk bought like SpaceX or created SpaceX, then Elon Musk, uh, sorry, then Jeff Bezos then had to create his own rocket company to go to space. And then uh, Elon Musk won the contract for the United States government to actually launch rockets and uh, Jeff Bezos lost out specifically and there's multiple things in which they've been competing over the years that i just didn't realize that was even a thing that's uh, crazy yeah man I, I didn't know they had some sort of rivalry rivalry it makes sense cool that's all man that's it that's it that's it for the movies releasing sorry sorry that took so long if you didn't interrupt me every like two words maybe we had it's hardly the- my fault come on now like oh. come on you just kept mentioning uh parent trap over and over again like Come on, we're not. It's not relevant to Born a Champion or or the White Tiger, um, or our friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or even uh, my grandma's a lesbian. Like those things aren't related to Lindsay Lohan. You, you just keep connecting things that aren't related, and that's why we're we're in this position. Anyways, uh, that was the end of the episode content. Uh, anyway, unless you've got anything to add, Adrian, do you have anything to say about about movies, uh, TV shows for this week? What are you thinking? Yeah, actually, Lindsay Lohan gets eaten by a tiger in the White Tiger movie. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Plot twist. The White Tiger is actually not a tiger at all. 
It was Army Hammer. Rohan all along. No, it's Army Hammer, who's 100% a cannibal. Come on, Adrian. Get with the program. Anyways, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap this episode up. What do you think? Ah, uh, dude, I'd love to. Well, thank you for joining me, by the way, Adrian. I, I appreciate you joining me once again as co-host on this uh, eve of the 30th episode. We've almost done 30 episodes, the 29th episode. It's pretty crazy. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you. Hey, no worries, man. I appreciate you as well. We're pretty much at a year at this point. 30 weeks. That's one year. No, no, no that's not even close. We're just over half. It's three years, right? Every 10 weeks no. a year. Nope. Nope. 10, days, right. 10 days per week, 10, 10 weeks per year. You know what? I'll let you look at the math in your own time. And in the meantime, I'm going to close this episode off. Thank you for listening to the 29th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. Hey guys, it's me, Adrian, signing off. Um, and although Army Hammer made... Ow, I just dropped my water bottle. Although Army Hammer may uh, definitely, possibly, 100% be a cannibal, according to his own words, I have some words to share about me as well. Is that me, Adrian, believes and knows that Batman v Superman is a great movie. And that's all. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. I was hoping you'd just say I love you back this time around. It's been three episodes. You're not just saying I love you. Like, I just didn't want to say I love you to you. I was just hoping that you would just say it back at this point, but whatever.